Lady Garavento, thank you for joining our live stream this afternoon. Appreciate it. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the channel. Kyle Fenmore says, best podcast out there. Appreciate the support from our uh, first couple fans here. Yeah, no, this podcast is going to probably collapse and not be talked about for the rest of our lives. But you know what? Here we are. Episode 1. Make sure to go to the website, too, revolutionsports.org. Check that out. It's still a work in progress, but I bought the domain, so get my $20 worth somehow. But are you boys ready to rock and roll? Coming out with merch soon. <laughs> yeah, Revolution Sports. Gotta cover, gotta cover our losses. I've got my hot takes ready. All right, well, the first thing we're going to talk about tonight is Super Bowl 55 this Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I personally hate both of these teams, and I hope nobody wins. But what are you guys feeling about this Sunday? Luke, you want to go first? I personally think the Chiefs are going to win. I think Tom Brady has shown that he is a great quarterback, and even when it comes to the playoffs. But if you look at the game last week, or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, he threw three interceptions. Granted, they weren't all his fault. But if you look last year, his game against the Titans, he threw an awful interception. But with that being said, I think the Bucks will put up a nice 27 on the Chiefs' defense. But I think the Chiefs will come out 34-27 to 27 with, I want to say, uh, Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. All right. Mason, how do you feel about this Sunday's game? Uh, I'm going to take a look on the other side. I think Tampa Bay is going to win this game. It's going to be very high scoring and close at the end. Uh, I think Tom Brady and the team overall, their experience is going to carry them uh, past an injured, Chief, injured Chiefs team. Uh, three of their offensive linemen are now out. And um, obviously we saw last week or two weeks ago, their defense did a number on Aaron Rodgers, who's obviously a very experienced and talented quarterback. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and Tampa Bay is going to come out on top, 35-31. Interesting. So you both have very high-scoring games, and you both have set up a tie for me to break. Now, as a Denver Broncos fan, there is nobody that I hate more than the Kansas City Chiefs. And with Tom Brady as the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if anybody else was quarterbacking for Tampa Bay, I would be rooting for them so hard this Sunday. But because it's freaking Tom Brady, I just can't I I just can't bring myself to pull from one side more than the other. So I really do hope that nobody wins this game. But I think it's gonna be very low scoring. I think Tampa's defense is gonna shut down Mahomes for the most part. All being Mahomes hasn't looked great these last couple of weeks, especially in the game against the Browns where he was hobbling for the entire first half before he was taken out. I honestly feel like Tampa's defense, who got to Aaron Rodgers quite often, and former Denver Bronco Shaq Barrett, who had the most sacks in the league last year, had three sacks last week against Aaron Rodgers. The Chiefs' tackles aren't very strong at this point in the season. I think Shaq Barrett is going to feast and is going to keep Mahomes force, force Mahomes to throw the ball often and early, not give him time to sit back and chuck it deep to Tyreek Hill and hope he catches it. Yeah, this is going to have to be a big defense game from both sides. And the X factor 
for the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be Tyreek Hill. Because if you look at the game that they played during the season, Tyreek Hill had a massive 13 receptions for 269 yards and three touchdowns. And I'm pretty sure most of that was all in the first half. So if they're able to shut the Chiefs down, or Tyreek Hill to be specific, then they're able to control this game. Because in the second half of that game, they only let up seven points. And as well, Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards-Alaire only amass around 50 yards on the ground. Well, with all this being considered, my gut is telling me that this Sunday the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl for back-to-back years. First team, I believe, since... Did the Patriots? Patriots. Did they win? The 0405 Patriots. The 0405 Patriots. Be the first team since New England to win back-to-back Super Bowls. I think it'll be low scoring. It'll be a slugfest. I think the ball will end up in Mahomes' hand with two minutes to go, roughly, on the clock. And I personally think that Patrick Mahomes is just too good to leave that much time left. Mahomes will drive down the field, and Harrison Bucker will kick a field goal to win it. 20-17, to 17, Kansas City on top. And for Super Bowl MVP, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is the only logical answer there. But if we were going to go with somebody else... I honestly think Harrison Butker might be the probably. I don't know if there's ever been a kicker to win, but I think Harrison Butker might win Super Bowl MVP if it's not for Patrick Mahomes. But the likelihood is very slim. Mason, who is the uh, who's your Super Bowl MVP for Tampa? Gotta go with Tom. You know, I think he's gonna have a great game. That's fair, especially I mean, Super Bowl Fifty One against Atlanta when. James White rushed for, like, three touchdowns and, like, 150 yards, and Tom still won the MVP. They're still going to give it to him anyway, you know? If Tom wins, Tom will – Tom might not even have to win, but Tom – What do you think about Tom um, probably still gets Tom's up. kicker saving him again? Maybe I don't, what are the odds on that? Uh, who's their kicker? Like, Brian – Is it like – oh, it is Sucker. Brian Sucker? The former chief. I just I'm don't – for revenge. I just don't think that – I think Tom, Tom – Tom's going to score – on his drives, he's going to go for six. And, yeah, they'll have a field goal at some point, but I feel like it's going to it's gonna come down to Mahomes with the ball. And if they don't score a touchdown, I feel like Bucker nails a, nails a beauty right down the middle for the I win. I feel like Tom Brady is going to end up having to be the X factor for the Tampa Bay Bucks because we know that their wide receiver cores are great. We know that they have a good rush. But it comes down to Tom Brady and if he can keep the ball out of the defense hands and if he can throw the deep ball well. See, I feel like if Tom Brady has to be the X factor for Tampa to win on Sunday, they're not going to win. <laughs> I think it's the defense as a whole. I mean, their defense has played enough, lights out all season. I think if Tom could just not turn over the ball and I'll not give Mahomes and the Chiefs offense really good starting position... I feel like that could be the difference in the game. I mean, like, they did pretty well against Aaron frickin' Rodgers, who's going to win the MVP. And, I mean, Mahomes Mahomes and Allen probably finished second and third for MVP voting. I think they're going to sh- not shut down Mahomes, because I don't think it's possible to shut down Mahomes. But they probably limit the amount of scoring in this game. And if you can have some of these young safeties that they have step up, maybe pick off Mahomes. Because games that are tight are the games Mahomes turns the ball over. And he doesn't turn the ball over often, but if you look at that Dolphins game, 
where yeah. in the first half he had like three interceptions, and the Dolphins were able mm-hmm. to keep it close until the second half. But I think if Tampa's defense could possibly get a pick or two, that could really turn the tides in this game. It looks like Anthony is saying Tyree for MVP, but if we know anything about the NFL is that they're going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Because if you look at the Super Bowl last year, Patrick Mahomes did not deserve it. 286 yards in the air, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and Tyree Kill still got over 100 receiving yards, and Damian Williams got over 100 rushing yards. Mm. Yeah, so... yeah, I think it's kind of hard for a receiver to get the MVP when it's the quarterback throwing the ball. Yeah, I agree. Unless there's like a return touchdown or like something like that. Yeah. Or if they get all the receptions. But, yeah. All right. Well, we will tune in this Sunday, February 7th, and see who will come out on top in next week's podcast. We will talk about who was correct, who was close, what we saw in the game, and things of that nature. Now, we'll do our next topic, Super Bowl 56. Now, we are way ahead of everything that's going to happen. The offseason hasn't happened. The draft hasn't happened. So much can still happen between now and Super Bowl 56. But I want to get our thoughts on a really early prediction, who we feel is going to go to Super Bowl 56. And Mason, I'll start with you. Who do you feel will be representing the NFC and AFC next season? All right. So coming out of the AFC, I have the Buffalo Bills. Uh, They got really close this year. And without any training camp, I think that the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs connection was really strong. I think with the whole offseason, they could definitely do a lot more get a lot more creative with the offense and just kind of solidify things. And I think they could really make a run next year. Um, Coming out of the NFC, I'm going to take the Rams. Obviously I know that's kind of the hot thing right now. The Matthew Stafford trade just happened, but I think Sean McVay with a weapon like this now, and we've already seen how creative he can be. That defense is still mostly intact and they've given up a lot to get to this point and they need something to show for it. So I think they at least make an appearance in the Super Bowl. Or, honestly, I think it's been a waste. They don't really have anything left at this point. So, yep, Buffalo versus uh, the Rams for Super Bowl 56. Who you got winning that one? Um, I'm going to take the Bills, even though I just said I think the Rams is Super Bowl or bust, but I think the Bills come out on top. Fair enough. All right, Luke, how do you feel? Super Bowl 56. All right, so I have my entire playoff prediction. No. Out of the NFC East. I have either the Giants or the Washington football team because, as you know, defense wins championships, and the Giants were ranked 12, and the football team was ranked 2 in yards per game, and the Giants were ranked 9, and the football team was ranked 4 in points per game. So if they could change something about their offense, they're automatically going to be wild card or take the division. Now, in the NFC North, I have the Packers because Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the leader in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers thrives, and he leads the offense, and he doesn't turn over the ball, and he slings the ball. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like they're getting Deshaun Watson, and they're taking the NFC South, and the Rams are going to take the NFC West because of Stafford and their number one ranked defense. Now I have the AFC East going to the Bills because of their offense and their rising defense. They have a bunch of young guys and 29th or 20, yeah, 29th or 2020, the 2020 season, they had a pretty good ranked defense and then they had a step back this year. So 
hopefully they can get the <clears throat> back and going. The AFC North, I have the Steelers because of the defense, and there's a new offensive coordinator, so hopefully they can get something going. Um, and then I have the AFC South going to the Colts because of their defense as well as a new quarterback, and who knows, maybe Andrew Luck might come back. I doubt it, but maybe. And then the AFC West, the Chiefs, because they're the Chiefs. Now my Super Bowl is if Deshaun Watson goes to the Panthers, it will be Panthers, Colts, with the Colts coming out. Really? Yes. Panthers, Colts, Super Bowl 56, live from SoFi Stadium. That is ballsy. All right. Well, personally, myself, I haven't thought in depth like Luke has with each division. But I do think Deshaun Watson will get moved. But maybe that's a topic for next week. Maybe he gets moved by next week. We will see, though. My prediction for Super Bowl 56, like Mason, out of the NFC, I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams. I think what Sean McVay did with Jared Goff, who's an average quarterback at best, they had the number one offense in football like two years ago. And that duel that they had on Monday night with the Kansas City Chiefs, where both teams scored like 50 points, was one of probably one of the greatest games I've ever watched. Like, it was just so much fun to watch. I think we get a rematch in Super Bowl 56. I think the Chiefs go for their third straight, but they run up against the Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford is known for putting up big numbers. I mean, every single year in Detroit, he top five in passing yards, top five in touchdowns even though his team would only win like five games. Now you put him on a team with a real defense and weapons like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I think Matt Stafford and Sean McVay are going to turn back into the offense that we saw several years ago. I mean, Stafford is so much better than Goff. So if he could do that with Goff, I feel like he could very easily do that with Stafford. The Rams, I mean, the NFC is pretty much wide open. You have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Those teams have proven to be able to be beat. Like, the Saints beat the Bucks twice this season, and they looked awful against them in the playoffs. So, I think Matt Stafford can run his way through the NFC and for the first time in his career, not only get a playoff win, but get to the Super Bowl. And then on the opposite side, of course, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I still have not seen a team that I honestly think can go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. I really haven't. Like, all season long, it looked like Buffalo was building and building to becoming that team that could step up and maybe challenge them and maybe give them a good game. But as we saw in the AFC Championship, Buffalo was just not there. And obviously, there's still time for them to improve their defense, which really, really like just dipped from where it was last season. Maybe find a running back and be able to actually run the ball when it's not Josh Allen. I the, the I just have, I just don't see the, the Chiefs losing to anybody. I really don't. The Chiefs don't have any big names uh, as a free agent this year. That's scary. And Mahomes still ha- like he's still making like no money. Like his extension isn't going to kick in for another two years, I believe. Mm. So I just see the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. I think. Uh, I mean, we saw McVeigh in the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick, and then they only scored three points. I think McVeigh learns from his mistakes, learns from his loss against Belichick, goes toe to toe with Andy Reid. And let's be real, Andy Reid's not known for defense. Like Andy Reid's known for scoring points. If McVay can match Andy Reid's offensive totals, I think it comes down to whoever has the ball last. And I honestly can see the Los Angeles Rams winning the Super Bowl next season in their home stadium 
a right. year after mm -hmm. Tampa Bay hosts the first Super Bowl in like however many years since they started going to a neutral site. All right. I'd also like to add this just in the Raiders are trying to trade for Deshaun Watson with Derek Carr and other picks and Sam Darnold per Adam Schefter he thinks Sam Darnold's trade value will be a late first round pick and that many quarterbacks will be moved this offseason interesting yeah. yeah a lot of quarterbacks are going to be moved this offseason as we saw which leads us into our next topic the Matt Stafford and Jared Goff trade. I mean, we just referenced it with the Rams as our Super Bowl picks for this upcoming season. But this blockbuster deal happens a week before the Super Bowl. We see Jared Goff going to the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford heading to Los Angeles to become a Ram. I mean, I honestly did not think the Rams were a team that were going to be in on Stafford. I thought they were probably content where they were at. I knew McVay definitely didn't have... I have the strongest opinion of Jared Goff at this point, but I didn't think he'd look to move him this early. What do you guys think? Mason? I'm sorry. You go. Um, okay. So I compiled here a list of teams that I thought Matthew Stafford would have fit better on. As I have expressed to you guys um, that I I don't know. I don't know really what I have against the Rams. Obviously, I'm an Eagles fan. The Eagles have owned the Rams in like maybe one game in the past like three years. So I don't really know what I have against them. I just don't think it's that exciting that he went there. So I could I could list off teams: the Falcons, the Panthers, the Bears, the Broncos, Colts, Vikings, Saints, Patriots, Giants, Raiders, 49ers, and the Washington Football Team. All could use quarterback. Other than maybe the Patriots, because I really don't want to see another dynasty. I could have seen him going to any of these other teams and probably been more excited. I also just think it's the idea of Matthew Stafford's going to a place that has already established a culture and everyone pretty much expects him to succeed there. They've already got weapons. They've got a great defense. Me and Matt just picked them to go to the Super Bowl. If he would have went to, let's say, the Broncos, the Bears, who have maybe like underperformed but just needed that last like spark, I think it would have been great for him to write his own story to really show what kind of quarterback he is as he's kind of been dissed, I would say, over his career. He's been putting up Hall of Fame numbers and his team has just underperformed around him. So to see him go to one of these teams that hasn't really been doing that great, like how many years, was it three years in a row now the Rams have made the playoffs? Or did they miss it one year? Uh, they've made it three of the last four years as I referenced in my article on revolutionsports.org. So... I think that the the trade was actually pretty fair for both teams because for the Lions side, I feel like they could build a culture with uh, the new coach that they have, and they they got two first round picks, so that that was going to be big for creating an entire new team, and hopefully they won't ruin three Hall of Fame caliber players. I mean, they're going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if Barry Sanders is yet. But Megatron will definitely be. And Matthew Stafford has put up numbers that it, it's it's sad to see that the Lions went how bad that they have. Um, but the Rams, I feel like they will still succeed as, you know, Matt and Mason have, have put them as their Super Bowl um, people. But the Rams have shown that they can, show, that they can find talent and develop players without needing first-round picks. 
So I feel like with this Matthew Stafford trade, it's pretty even, and I feel like Matthew Stafford is the real one who won in this trade. Just to add, Barry went in in 2004. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, in my article on revolutionsports.org, it was the first one published. I listed the winners and losers of this trade, and I said that Stafford and McVeigh won this deal while Jared Goff was the big loser. And it's just such an unfortunate situation for Goff because he's going from a team that just made the playoffs three of the last four years. He was the quarterback through it all. And he's going from a perennial contender, a team that's going to be in it every year, a team that's going to be on national television, to the Detroit Lions. The Lions, I mean, have another new coach. They're going to lose Kenny Galladay to free agency, so they're really not going to have a number one wide receiver. DeAndre Swift's a nice back. Marvin Jones as well. Yeah, so, like, not going to have a receiver. Um, DeAndre Swift's a good back. Deuce Staley will probably coach him up. I think he'll probably have 1,000 yards on the ground this year. But, like, their offensive line's nothing special. There's nothing special on defense. Like, the Lions can very easily be picking in the top five next year. And Jared Jared Goff's not going to be set up for success. It's just how it is. He's going to go be a quarterback of a team with no hope. And that hurts him because the Lions pick seventh in this year's draft. They could very easily fall, have Justin Fields fall in their lap or take a Trey Lance or maybe even Zach Wilson falls to them. They could very easily take a quarterback, and now Jared Goff's playing on borrowed time. And I know his deal, I believe his deal has an opt-out after the 2022 season. So he might have a limit of only just two years in Detroit, maybe even sooner. I mean, that contract, they're not going to cut him. So he's going to probably be on the team for two years. I don't see anybody trading for him realistically unless they maybe swing another deal coming up. But I just think there is no way Jared Goff wins in this situation. Like, he can go play great in Detroit, but it's not going to matter because they're not going to make the playoffs. If he plays bad, it's just going to hurt him long term because nobody's going to want him at that point. Or if they do, they're going to sign him to a cheap like Nick Foles type deal. You know, Not the Nick Foles-Jaguars deal, but the Nick Foles-Philadelphia Eagles deal. So, like, I just feel like Jared Goff kind of just had his career of rest in peace right in front of his very eyes. And whatever it does happen, maybe Detroit does turn it around. Maybe it takes him a couple years to get into the playoffs, and maybe Goff is their guy. But I just feel like all signs point that Jared Goff is just kind of going to be a sitting duck in Detroit, and there's really no hope for the Lions, at least this year. Sense. But, yeah, we Yeah, I think see. the Lions really only win, like, two games tops next year. It's really sad. At least they'll be on Thanksgiving. That that is true. But if I'm not wrong, Sean McVay and Matt Stafford were both in, I think it was Cancun, as the trade occurred, and then they met up for dinner. So that just shows that they are winners. Yeah, Cancun is full of winners. (laughs) Eating dinners. Damn right. Well, I think that's going to be uh, it for this week's podcast. Next week, we'll discuss Super Bowl 55 and see how it turned out. We can discuss the ever-so-hot stove that's going around with these trades. Because once the Super Bowl ends, I believe all trades can be official at that point. We'll see if Deshaun Watson gets moved. We'll see what else is going around in the sports world. Baseball is starting back up soon. Hockey and basketball in full swing. So, we shall see where this all ends up. But tune in next week to the Beat the Drum podcast for episode two. Make sure to like and subscribe and check out our website at sports, revolutionsports.org. Thank you.